we we're are off. live. No, you're supposed to say, and we're off. And we're off. You know what that's from? We got white over here, so you don't want anyone to see that. I yeah, brushed yeah, my yeah. teeth this morning. Uh, it's probably be. dry skin. It's been uh, an might issue be. of mine the might last be. year here. Um, getting it out of the way. Remember, I've said this, Barry, because Townstone Financial, NMLS number 136639. Um but yeah, this is great to be back with you. It's not even like a you know a one-off episode. We did one last week. We're doing one this week. Sure, it was last week. I hope so, or else I, I just remember. lied to all of our lovely viewers out there. Anyway, we should have done it Friday. One yeah, rate, one rate. I mean, because it, it, it's been wild. What you know, late last week I think is just when you know the big stuff between Russia and Ukraine was developing, and the market you know wasn't sure how to react, and it still doesn't seem like it knows what it wants to do, because you know at least to me, um, you know these are pretty big swings. One day in, one day out. We you know we had a really good. I mean bad. You know, globally, but for mortgage rates at least, the initial drop uh, Friday, you know, going into Monday here was pretty dang good. Uh, that's for me. And if you are listening, I think it's back where it was. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. So it was a nice little drop, um, and then kind of like an immediate pullback to back where it was pre-invasion, basically. Ten-year is not coming up. I, I think it was like one eight. I mean, so it's a little bit, it is still a little bit better, I would say. Yeah, yeah, I think it was 1.9 something. And then it went down to one seven one. Yeah. Those are big, huge moves. These are big moves in put the treasury of, market. Put people out of business. Big traders. moves in the, uh, well, I mean, the traders, imagine if you had You're like the wrong side. leverage in Russian assets right now, if you bought some of those, <laughs> got loans to, to buy some Russian assets that aren't able to be traded or... That could be a problem. Get those loans called in. Uh, your collateral there isn't worth anything or isn't liquid anymore. Um, but for our, our buyers and our clients out there, um, I mean, it was high good. threes to low fours yeah. on rates. It's 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 still you know really good rates, even better you know than it was early last week. Um, you know maybe you didn't catch the the bottom the recent bottom of you know Tuesday or or whatnot. But uh, still really, really good. Um, but what do you see, Barry? Is this, is, is this, you know, what's happening in Ukraine, is that going to be, uh, you know, a You would think that the bond, that people would buy U.S. Treasury bonds and it would go down lower. But, but is that... It hasn't really happened that but way. You, but would you say... Because I would have argued before the trend was not your friend, rates are rising. This might, do you think, might help stimmy... You know, the increasing rates we were, you know, maybe I was expecting, whether correctly or incorrectly. This might slow that down or keep slow them steady. Slow down higher rates or yeah, lower rates? higher oh, rates. Because I, I would question. say two weeks ago, I'm like, yeah, they're going up, you know, some ups and downs, but the general trend well, is up. I mean, I, I watched, um, who's the guy from uh, uh, Penn, Penn uh, Jeremy, whatever, Siegel was on today. Professor Siegel, if you never watch him. I, I'm sure. Yeah, CNBC. Jeremy Siegel, I think I was trying to find his name on here. But anyway, you know, this a slowdown in the... He doesn't see a slowdown in the economy. But what I guess I don't agree with is especially if somehow or another they do cut oil imports from Russia, which most people here in the United States don't even realize that we get 
quite a bit of oil from Russia, and gas prices go over $5. I filled up my tank yesterday at Costco, which was at three ninety nine for a long, long time, and now it was four twenty. Super unleaded four twenty six. So this is I may just be like breaking now because I just saw the headline before What's we started that? recording. Is that Chase or J P Morgan Chase is saying about seventy percent of Russian oil right now doesn't have a buyer. So even though there weren't sanctions on Russian oil, well, a lot of these banks but we're we're importing it. So the problem is we're not going to make that up. But what I'm getting at is if you're uh, disposable income is going down your gas tank, a lot of it, right? So right. I put in $83, and I am driving a lot now, and I used to not drive a lot. And so if you're doing that a couple times a week and you're out another 100 a week, that's 100 less dollars to go out to eat, to buy stuff. So your question was, you know, how, f- how high rates could go. You could also look at it the other way, that, that all of a sudden – this really slows down parts of our economy if you have the inflation in gas. And, and, and I'm just talking about gas, but, right. you know, they're, they're also a natural gas supplier. I mean, I didn't even realize that we were importing natural yeah. gas and I didn't, gas I from thought Russia. We always, I thought we became well, a we, net we, exporter. We killed the fracking industry here that we had when, when a few was, years ago. That when was because we of prices. When I guarantee you, fracking, if, if oil stays 100-plus, fracking well, is going to come, come back, back. But there were pipelines coming down. I own I own a stock called Sue SU from Canada, and they were counting on the that pipeline, whatever it was called, Keystone Pipeline, coming down from Canada, and that got killed so we could get a lot of gas from. But regardless, the, the fact of the matter is that if your money's going to your gas tank, then you're going to be buying less of other things, and that should really slow down the economy. Yeah. And well, then, it's it, then, unless wages are somehow miraculously going to increase faster than the yeah, rate of these price increases, which but it I don't think so. I mean, there there have been wage increases, but the the inflation numbers we're seeing, I just it, I mean, we're probably going to hang around, you know, this number is where we were at. I'm talking about mortgage rates. Mm-hmm. Back right before the pandemic started in December and January, that's where we're really back yet we were in the high threes to low fours and we bopped around and every once in a while we had a good one where we you know got down to three six two five or even three and a half i'm talking about a 30-year fixed Mm -hmm. and then you know we'd have days where we're a little bit over four and that's where we were in what is it 2020 in 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 november and december of 2020 yeah so i think we're we just kind of got back to where we're at when the fed's raising everyone knows they're raising he said it yesterday that that uh Chairman Powell said they're raising a quarter point, so that's in the market. But the market probably has over 100 basis points, which is 1% going up in the next, I don't know, by July, by their July meeting. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if short-term rates are up by 100 But remember, points. to those listening, the Fed doesn't control mortgage rates. They, they control the short-term rates. Mortgages are, you know, 30 years Um so I had a client ask me yesterday, it's like, oh, I know I saw the Fed announce they're raising it a quarter. When does that kick in and impact mortgage rates? And I said, it's already affected mortgage rates. The prices today already reflect that. It's like if McDonald's announces, we are going to continue selling our Big Mac tomorrow, the stock price won't move because the expectation is that they will continue to sell a Big Mac tomorrow. So right now, 
the expectation is the Fed increasing rates as they've announced. So the mortgage rates you are going to get today reflect the best knowledge of the market. If the Fed changes course and says, oh, we see a slowdown coming, we are not going to increase the rates as much as we expected or at least push it back another year. Um, you know, we could see some improved rates in that in, in that scenario. I was talking to his name is Noel. I can probably say his first name. I don't know if he's listening. Last hey, night, Noel. and he rented out his two unit. I guess a year ago, something like that. And he's been renting, waiting for prices to go down. Ooh, see, that was the next topic. I, you must have been reading what I. Reading. What, yeah, I know you are. Just telling it's it. Not even, said, it's not even on the screen. It's not even on the screen I was. I'm talking. Uh, but let me just finish know. then. So and and then and I said, so how'd that work for you? <laughs> and and he said, well, I gotta buy now. Prices keep going up, and and that's kind of the the problem that you have out there. I know a lot of people are still sitting on the sidelines that they think prices went too high for real estate, and they have gone up. And you know, I recently bought a house, and I paid more than probably many people in my neighborhood, right? Until the next person bought the next house. But the bottom line is that there's very there's not enough building new construction going on to fill up the void of demand so, so i had a client ask me it's going to be you know, hard for prices to go down is what i'm trying to say yes, yes. and he, and a client asked me why it's like if prices keep going up why why are there not more builders why is that not spur supply there's and demand all kinds of reasons for less building yes and and the thing is they're not building that 200 to four hundred thousand dollar house well, anymore because there's no money in that well one of the biggest problems in building right now is material costs and labor you can't find anyone to to work for you and the materials that you need to build the house are very difficult to come by so those it's a double whammy for I mean we, we just had a friend that finished their house near elk elk uh, elk Grove Elmhurst or Elk Grove I mean we were at their house and they were still missing certain um uh, there were some doors missing. There were, you know, custom type of things. There were some. Uh, they had they had appliances, but they didn't have the appliances that they actually ordered. Right. So they just put, you know, whatever they could find right now, cheap ones in there. So you know, that's it's and that's around the country. And, and if, they, if that bottleneck, I mean, I listened to the president, and he said on what was it Tuesday or, or yeah, Wednesday, Tuesday, 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 Tuesday or Wednesday that. You know, he was going to get these prices lower. I mean, I, I mean, it's good to talk that way, and it'd be really nice, but I think it's impossible. We just need a presidential magic wand. I, but, I don't uh, think any. I don't think any president can yeah. make the prices. And go just down. yesterday, well, I guess Nixon did it right. He put a freeze on he, prices when uh, I yeah, learned that econ temporary yeah. freeze on prices. But he also decoupled the dollar from the gold standard. He also opened the door to China. A uh, lot of a lot of things you we could open <laughs> the Nixon yeah. door with. Well, no, I um, mean, but that was. I but don't know just who else did you know, that. just yesterday the Reuters the, over the month of February did a survey um, of of property analysts, and they they came to the the conclusion. You know, an average ten percent expected increase this year. For there was what? a price. Price well, increases, prices. housing pricing increases. So it's 17% last year. They expected 10% this year, and they still didn't expect it to soften at least two more years. You want to hear something really crazy? Seller's market. So I insured my house, obviously, for the amount of money that I paid for my house. Right. And then a month later, because um, you, and, and the, the policy that I have, there's replacement costs on it. 
and a month later they came back and said the replacement cost is oh, four hundred thousand dollars more than what you paid than what I paid for it. And so they wanted to insure it for more money and make so, me pay more. Well, if you want a reason why they're not building no, new houses, that is exactly why. I was really because it would that. cost more money to rebuild the house than it was the, that you bought than, than what it actually yeah. cost you to right. buy it. Yeah. So it the economics don't make sense for these home builders right now unless they're building that multi-million dollar property at a big markup. Um, I, I'm hearing stories. Well, the, the, the real question is, you know, it's and, and it was warm yesterday finally. Oh, and it's supposed to like hit 71 on Saturday. Yeah, so my ice rink is <laughs> my ice rink is toast. Uh, um, spring here. Are people going to put their house up for sale now? Because not that they don't want to sell their house, but because they're scared that they're un- they're going to be unable to find a house that they like to Absolutely buy. Absolutely a deterrent. Yes. Absolutely yes. a deterrent. It was yeah. uh, it was the same way, you know, during COVID when people were just scared they didn't want to, you know, p- do showings, they didn't want to have to deal with moving. And I got a great three bedroom downtown um, for sale on State Street. He does. Please buy it. But the, and there's such a lack of single, 1312 South Plymouth Court. Single family houses in Chicago. So it's the last one left in that area. Rare commodity there. Yeah. As a rare, a and rare I, li- gem. I live there. I'll sign. I'll sign the wall or something, or I'll have one of my kids sign the wall for you. <laughs> yep, you definitely want. It's all freshly painted too. Very nice. But um, but yeah. It, so so if you've been sitting on the sidelines. I I can't tell you with clear conscience that that's the right move to keep to keep doing it because I know your rents are going to go up because that's what always happens. Well, but, but rent and property value. Well, that's one of the biggest inflation items that we have right now is is rents are at all time highs and especially in the city here in Chicago they continue to go up higher and higher. People have been telling me why don't you just rent out your house, which possible I might do, but. Um, well, and Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac recently making it more expensive to That's own right. multiple properties you know, with those loan level adjustments on second homes and, and investment properties. You don't understand your I, landlord, the second home adjustment. La- I just don't get the second home adjustment. I guess you could just say the— this How is, is that a, more risky? It's not about home. the risk. These are now government-sponsored entities, and it's all about you know favoring <laughs> that, that primary homeowner— over other forms, I think that's like why does like FHA only? It's not do like primary? they're running out of money. Well, I, I, I'm not arguing, you know, morality or economics. I'm just saying, why do I think that? Um, I, that's why I think is is because so many people have been priced out um, out of this market by you know whether it's cash buyers or you know landlords that have multiple properties, um, you know, and are willing to to pay a little bit more for that that future cash flow of rentals because oh this year I can rent it for 1500 a month a year from now 1750 3 years from now 2 grand um you know and, and so your rent's just going to keep going up you have nothing to show for it at the end um and you can't lo- find a good reason to rent to to rent I, I for, do. for an extended period of time yeah okay i was just going to say so you just time. got a, a one yeah. year no, contract I'm sa- I'm for an to, extended period of time to live in hawaii or you know move and just live there for a year i can't long, um, long, but long term doesn't work the, the math never works it's there's always work. a break even point where it is better to have been a, an owner than a renter 
and that just changes slightly based on you know what are the transfer taxes and basically the transaction costs of buying and selling. But once you average those out into the amount of time you've spent in the home, it's you've built that equity, and that's gravy then um, compared Let's to talk renting. about. You know, we've had a lot of first-time buyers, and mm-hmm. you know, I had one this morning, and you know, once you you go talk to these other places. And they don't tell you anything. For instance, this morning, the email is, you know, I'm already talking to two other places. What happens when you pull my credit? My credit score is going to go down. Well, that's a huge, huge misconception out there. And, and But it's something... But I tell people, and I explain that to people, because once they, especially first-time home buyers, I always say, if you want to go shop, go shop. you got 30 days could have your credit pulled by 100 different mortgage companies within 30 days, and it's only one hit. Right. But what I'm getting at is that— But they don't understand the process. And if that person's already talked no. to two or three and, other mortgages— you don't know co- that, that means that they told you nothing. Exactly. That's what I'm it, getting they at. They failed told you nothing. They failed your client if they've already talked to— And then, then the question was, when do I have to give you my down payment? Yeah. Well, if you talk to the other Make two. Make it out to Zach right. Schwartz. And, yeah, you, and you don't know when you're down payment. This is the one that was buying in, in uh, August that I told you about. And they didn't explain to you that you don't need your down payment. And there's no s- such thing as a dumb question. So I'm not making fun of them, uh, the, 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 the first-time home buyer. I'm just saying if you're talking to someone and they don't take the time like we do to explain Educate. what's going, going on and educating you then why are you even talking to them? I don't care if their rate's a quarter point lower, which generally speaking it isn't. Most of all the rates are very, very close together. It's usually service and closing costs. And if anything, you're going to get those, you know, a few companies out there, you know, digging a little too deep, and they're giving you a quarter worse than what the rest of the market's going to do. Um, But that's that's conversation number one that I have with my clients. If you're a first-time buyer, I tell you, Think of the mortgage process as two separate steps. The first step is seeing what you're eligible for, what what you qualify for. You start looking for the place you want to buy. You find a good one. You put an offer in. Once it's accepted, hopefully they accept your offer. Once you have an accepted offer, that is when you will shop for your mortgage, the, the best rate with the lowest combination of costs and actually move forward with processing that loan. So we will do (laughs) that pre-qualification for you for free. No cost to you. Go through that whole step one. And if we just, if we're happen at that, once you're under contract, you could work with a different mortgage company if you think they're giving you a, a better deal, which again, very likely will not be the case. But that's why I say, I can say that. I have no problem with my borrowers shopping because I'm so confident in, the, in our product and in the few times that any given day, oh, that little scenario, that small bank might have me beat. Um, Barry's showing me something. I just have to finish my thought because I, I can't think and talk at the same time. Well, it's an interesting they might thing. have me beat. You know, We'll be the first one to tell you. It's just math. There's a rate. There's origination charges. We'll it's tell you so, what's cheaper. It's, it's so, so simple. hard on conventional loans for us to really not be very competitive because our costs are so low with what we're doing. What I showed you on there yeah. is we're asking about, 
you know, rates, and, and that's Stephanie, is it Pompeii? Yeah. She's very, very Pom good. Pomboy? Is it Pomboy or Pompeii? Pomboy, but her Pom name boy. may be Pompeii. Whatever. Pomboy. Pomboy is a play on Tomboy. She used to be in Barron's, if anybody read Barron's, but she's on her own now, and she's talking about rates, and and just like uh, She doesn't Jeremy capitalize her eyes. Talk, that, talking that about today. Um, capitalize your eyes, people. If you're pumping this <laughs> much, it, rates are going up. The Fed's raising short-term rates. Plus, you have this type of inflationary pressure based right now on the, oil, on, on oil, on food, on energy. Let's just stick on energy, but right on now, everything, which, which is going to do everything else. That that because your disposable income is going to start to go down. She's pointing to the fact that the last six, six times that this has happened on a chart here. We We've went going into a recession, into a recession. And, but that's that's, and that's the definitely possible here. But it's economics 101. Well, that's why the yield the curve Fed, is getting inverted right now. That, generally speaking, the long long term rates, go, uh, uh, excuse me, are below short term rates, which is probably going to happen here when they start jacking up the short term rates. Um, then then you're going to have the the recessionary pressure. And, and but that is it, uh, that is econ 101. And when they teach <laughs> you what the Fed does, it's like. They, the, you know, and they see inflation. They, they raise about rates. Stagflation today was the was what everybody was talking about. Which, which, is, which is what is, is is I don't know how a to, depreciation of the dollar. I, I yeah I, I don't stag know. you're stagnant. stagnant. Yeah, you're not getting any growth, and you have inflation, and you're not getting any growth. I believe. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah because it's I'll like, have to look at my econ well, one hundred and one. But but that's the thing. If gas costs ten percent more, but you're making ten percent more. Your purchasing power is the same. You can buy the same amount of gas with that paycheck. Um, true inflation, where the commodities and the things you're buying and you l to live your life with, when you know the, the kids' piano lessons or tutoring, and the the milk and and cereal at the grocery store and gas at the pump, when that is going up faster than what you are making, if you even assuming so you're that, getting raises, so you're losing purchasing right, power. So right here, they said growth estimates downgraded, inflation expectations upgraded. Which is that's the worst stagflation. combination. Yeah, it's the worst combination. It's like, we're okay with regular inflation well, if but, wages keep pace with prices. But you think, the, I mean, the Russian war is not going to last for. I shouldn't say it's not going to last forever, forever but they, yeah. they could. I read something. It's like, hey, the Ukraine could hold out course, 10 to 20 years. I mean, we're in Afghanistan forever, so you could say that war lasted forever. But if it doesn't last forever and they come to some agreement there, which a superpower, you don't want to, they don't want to battle the superpowers who have nukes and everything. It's the so end of the world. Even if that. You Interest know, rates won't matter then. If the energy problem gets solved because the Russians come to some agreement there. You still have the real issue, which, you know, which, you know, we, we, we have the inflationary. We have inflation worldwide. It's not only local here. It's everywhere. But, I mean, the question is, so you stayed in your house for two years. You didn't travel. You didn't buy stuff per se other than stuff for your house. And now you're out buying maybe big ticket items and things of that nature. <laughs> How long can you continue to do that? Not very long, because w the things that track American savings, like, have peaked already. You know, those peaked at, like, you know, at the end of COVID and at the end of Ugh. the restrictions, you know, and, and when, like, they were giving out money, you know, and based on the kids you had and uh, just... When that all stopped, that was the peak of American savings, and I think we're back to, if not worse than, where we were 
pre-COVID right now in terms of, of savings rates. Um, everybody and I know, everybody I see. Credit card balances is buying, are back up. Is, is, well, that's what I'm saying. I was going to say every credit report that I, I run lately is showing a lot of debt. Yeah, lots please, and lots of debt. Please don't charge anything on your credit card for that. You know, you can't just pay with cash then because that interest is well, a that, killer. Well, but that's the problem when you're pumping out an extra hundred bucks a week or so. But in did gas. people think it was gonna last forever? I'm I'm shocked at how high gas was going when yeah. we, we were fracking. We were uh, we were exporting things. It looked like that we were energy indep- independent here in the United States, and I it looked everything looked pretty rosy that way. And then for some reason, it's turned. Well, I think we are at the sustained level. That's been the problem: is that gas prices got way way too low, way too cheap. That those creative, more creative methods of getting it became unprofitable. So that machine, those machines, I wonder and how fast they can processes, start it back up. Exactly, like because it, it takes time. To get your fracking back or, you know, whatever those more costly methods of oil and gas extraction are. Um, But if we have sustained higher prices, those will come back online eventually and we won't be dependent, you know. Yeah. uh, But, um, yeah, so so with that on oil. That's all you got? That's all I've got. Just go to townstone.com. We're doing refinances. Take your current loan. See if you can get a lower rate, get a lower payment. You have that credit card debt because you did buy that new TV, that new stove. Let's consolidate that. Let, let's get rid of that because credit card debt, I see, you know, 15, 20%. I mean, it can be crazy. You, you do not want that. Uh, we already oh. touched on first-time buyers, second-time buyers, 100th-time buyers. We want to help make this the best mortgage experience you've ever had in your life. And you're not paying anything extra for and, it. And it, it, it's a, I, you know, I, it's a simple process. Well, it is when you work with Townstone. Yeah. It's, I, then if the other people are making it complicated, then you, you need to go somewhere else. It's just, it's, it's just too simple to make it that complicated. I mean, yeah. Listen, you need a down payment. What are the down payment right now? FHA is 3.5%. Uh, first time home buyer, there's a three percent program. Yep. If you're VA, qualified. VA is zero. zero. Don't need Thank to put you for anything. your service. Um, uh, there, regular so. conventional is going to be five percent. So it's it's and credit score wise, I mean, generally speaking, we always tell everyone six twenty. That's generally speaking, but there are programs now that Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae has. I mean, the lowest I've gotten anything through was five ninety five. It's still hard was to get that through FHA? that way. FHA, yes. Yeah. It's still I, very, very I, hard. I can't. I've never seen over over six hundred uh, and to six six twenty makes it that we know we're gonna generally speaking get it through. You're you're playing with um, whatever. Yeah, I mean, uh, I had I had one in the fact, different six fifties actually yeah. today, but it had a lot of collections, not a lot of positive credit. Would not go through Fannie Mae even oh. at you know like 20% down, really good debt-to-income ratio. Yeah. It was only going through FHA. It's but something generally you speaking, need ex- over 620, we're, we're it's worth generally running getting through. Right, and, we're going to get it through. And yeah. I get FHA through 620 all the time, yeah. all the time. Um, those, I've got products down to 580. Uh, tough, but doable. I mean, if, if you have, the more assets you have, and if you have a lower credit score, 
If you have more assets, helps offset it. It helps offset it always. That's yep. that's the number one way to offset. I mean, people call up here. You know, you know, can I get a loan at X credit score or whatever? I like, mean, I don't know. I have to know. run it through we, we the computer. We have to computer. run it through to see. I mean, if it's five seventy, five sixty, all we could tell you is that we've experienced. You know how it. You know when it's going through. This is yeah. This and is generally speaking, it's very very difficult unless you have some offsetting factor to get it through because when you have that credit score, you have all kinds of dings. There's no way to get to that credit score but without then, having past issues. And but, then they, but they can be fixed. But the past issues can, you know, be fixed. can be fixed. You know, six months to a year, you could be 570 all the way up to 700. I mean, we've seen people going bankrupt, you know, with very low in the five credit scores. And all of a sudden, you know, we a work with later. them a year later, six months. And, you know, we're able to get them on the straight and narrow. So, you know, don't 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 think that you can't get it done if right now you have some dings on your credit. You know, that's not a reason not to start today. Doesn't mean that we're going to be able to get it done today, but in a few months. And I have client. Yeah. I had a client that asked me today, though, I pre-qualified him and he's like, how confident can I be in 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 this pre-qualification you've done? And I said, a hundred percent as accurate okay. as the information you provided to me, because this is not it's a wonderful life where the the b big mean banker is deciding not to give you a loan. We are simply running your information through an algorithm. Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, FHA. You don't know what an algorithm is. It's just through a computer program. It's a computer. That's it. it takes your credit report. It merges it with the assets, your employment history, your income. You know, and here's the thing to remember: the that that machine that we're talking about, it wants to give you a loan because all the way through the line, everyone's making money when you make get a loan. I, I think that's the greatest misnomer that I that I people call all the time. You know that that somebody in the background doesn't want to give you a loan, which is untrue. We don't make a dime unless yep. unless, unless the loan close. goes through. The underwriters who are underwriting the loans, who sometimes give us a hard time, of course, if there were no loans being closed, they, they wouldn't have a job. But they the, shouldn't be paid based on approval rate. Well, if but I, you, to, but, but, if but I was but running saying, underwriting, the lenders on the other side who are giving, who are basically giving the money, they make money by doing the loans and Freddie collecting and that interest. Right, and Freddie and Fannie make money off, off off the interest or off the the servicing fee, whatever it happens to be. Yeah, I mean, there's I, the whole process of the mortgage interest industry is based on closing the loan, not denying the loan. So I had a client today ask, if I don't pay you anything, how do you guys get paid? And I said, we get paid up front by the end lender. And he's like, how does that work? Are you sure I'm not paying anything extra for that? And I said, okay, let's say you take your, your $300,000 loan at 3.5%. You know, you're, you're paying seven grand in interest every year. So, you know take a loan over 30 years i wonder how much interest that is i you know and i had the calculator up i'm like so that's based that cash flow is what they can pay based off of um even with low rates there's interest accrual fortunately with mortgages tax deductible if you itemize speak to your cpa about that and a reminder come next month don't be in that rush to file i think it's the 16th this year is your deadline right barry I don't know you what know. Day is. No, it can't be the 16th. That's a Saturday. 15th. Maybe it's the 18th. 
Why isn't it the 15th? I, I heard I was, maybe it's the 15th. Whatever. Don't last, listen to me. Last, listen to your last tax year, prof- last year professional. Last year it wasn't the 15th. Yeah. But, um, again, free consultations at our website, townstone.com. Worst case, you're not going to work with us. You don't like how I talk. You don't like how Barry talks or whatever. But you don't pay anything, and we are the best. There's a reason our cl- we have clients that are coming back to us for their you know seventh home purchase. Well, we don't want them to worry about us talking. They just do the loans for our good looks and personality. I I hope so. It's good looks and personality. No, yeah. you do it. That we Otherwise, our, why else would you have no, the video? Our repeat clients come back to us because we are the best at what we do. We make it the easiest process for them, best service, and they get the best rates, lowest costs. Um, and if they don't, we're we're upfront with them about it. Stephanie on Twitter is predicting a recession. I mean, that's she a, wants, she I'm wants. To, I'm not she, taking the other side of she that. She wants bet. to bet. She wants to bet on it too. Who wants to take the other side of that bet? Because, well, listen, do, is he is she giving a time frame though? Yeah, because but it's, it's not because a without lo- a time frame, a recession will always happen in the future. Ex- that's what I was saying. So it's not going to be. I, I mean, because right now we're we're going. You know, we're we're basically balls all the way to the wall here on every little thing that we're doing. So it's a pendulum. It's, yeah. There's always got to swing back to the middle or or sort of to the other side and then see where we're going right now. I don't yeah. you know the stock market's down what. Nasdaq's down over. 20%. Having it time to over, check today. Over, no, the Nasdaq's down from the highs over twenty percent. Ah. All the high flyers. There was a stock yesterday, Snowflake, that that computer stock that was one of the crazy high st- flyers. Oh, I read about that. Was what was it? It's like so. uh, what they don't make any money. Well, and they made a lot of money, but not as much as they needed to make. To uh, but that's to all these companies. Stuff. I yeah. feel like like Tesla is going to be in for the same reckoning when they re- when people realize, wait a second, like. If every car is a Tesla, you know, and every family now buys three Teslas, does the d- is the market cap reflect? Like, are you buying a? Like, you couldn't even buy an electric car in your condo, could you? Could you charge it in the condo? Not right now, but we would be able to like divide. We we need a test case, one person, yeah, and then we would so probably no one finance in your bu- it. No one in your building has an electric car. No. But they've like some people have asked, and maybe yeah. that's prevented them. But I think a good solution for condo well, it's projects interesting that a lot of condos don't, probably don't have electric uh, charging facilities. So we're also we're waiting uh, as an association. We were waiting back when I was on the board um, for to have to redo the pavement, yeah. and then you have to do all the electric under that. Um, make it cost effective, but at the end of the day, it should be something that that condo boards should pay for, and then maybe to install the meter in your unit. Now you pay your portion of what the condo fronted because it incre- I mean, it makes it. It does help value, I think, if, if sure that's that an you, option that to have electric right. charging. Um, I know, but when we bought uh, electric car for my wife. We had you had to, to install it. Install it, but yeah. your cost was directly proportional to yours. Yeah. It was because it was only affecting your single-family house. When yeah, you're in this yeah. larger garage, you don't want to just every time someone gets an you electric have car, a car to wire one at a time. Yeah, but there could be every a, three months. You could have a card that you put in. I guarantee you that they have cards where they can charge you. 
how sure, much it costs. But where, where in our garage? Every uh, the spots are all dated. Maybe well, the associ- maybe spot, the association's yeah. got to buy a spot and have the charger. And who wants fights over it? I all think right, you next wire- week we'll talk about how to charge your car in a condominium. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for listening. But for mortgages, purchases, refinances, home equity loans, home equity lines, www.townstone.com. That's townstone.com. Free consultations. Talk to an expert today. You have a great rest of your week.